The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. I've got a cold, so please bear with me. There's been a lot going on. Charles, how have you coped with the absolute roller coaster of the past, I don't know, 48 hours or so? Oh, look, I haven't slept except at night. I mean, that's how. <laughs> I mean, the Russian. It's been tense. It was a nail biter, except that when I needed to go to sleep, I just went to sleep because, you know, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. it's kind of hard to know what happened in <laughs> Russia. Putin's private army of mercenaries turned on him. Uh, in scenes reminiscent, I guess, of Game of Thrones. Had he not watched Game of Thrones, Charles, did he not realise that creating a private army just means that at some point in the plot that it's going to turn? Well, actually, there's been some underreported details about why that that guy acted when he did, Prigozhin. Right. I smell a Charles a patented theory. We'll get to that in a second. And an update on the six millionth downloader. Goodness oh, yes. me, Charles. We've had a lot of a lot of people wanting to be recognised as the We've had about six, six million, million people. Person, AKA getting free shit. Six million people, I reckon, have yeah. already applied to be the six million Yeah, it's download. already up to 12 million downloads just yeah. because of this uh, <laughs> exciting promotion. So all of that in a sec. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, so let's just deal with the six million business, because people are they're intrigued by the idea of, A, six million people actually listening to this thing mm. over the last few years, but also... Uh, we're actually not making it up. Normally when we give big numbers like 6 million to do with the chaser, it's completely fictitious. Mm. This is actually true. We have genuinely had 6 million downloads of the podcast, or almost. Yes. Uh, and we asked you to email podcast at chaser.com.au and explain why you should be recognised as the 6 millionth because there's no other way to tell other than just making well, it up. Well, so the thing that I'd say is when you listen to this explanation of the, the people who've applied to be the 6 millionth downloader, if mm. you, can you not? tell any advertisers or, or or you know other people what I'm about to tell you okay we'll just keep sure. it between ourselves right yeah yeah keep it keep it secret which is idea. pretty much every single person who's applied goes well the reason why I should be the 6 million downloader is because I download it twice on my phone using different apps I download it once <laughs> on my computer and I download it you know three times on my work computer or something and so I have a feeling that we might only have about three people listening to it but they downloaded it 6 million times across various different devices. I mean, as long as they're listening to it each time, that's okay, isn't Mm. it? I mean, people on Netflix rewatch comedy specials 10 times. Yes, that's what's happening. Yes, people are listening. They're not just downloading it and then not listening to it. They're downloading it and then religiously listening to it eight times. Every time. Each day. But Charles, to be be fair to us, Mm. the fact that anyone bothers to do that to this podcast, it's probably the most flattering thing I've ever heard that people will help us defraud the numbers. I mean, they must genuinely like what we're doing. Or, or, get or they can't be bothered turning off all the auto download features. They they set it oh, up yes. years ago, and it's just like whatever. Who cares? And they got you know they can't be bothered putting in the effect. But the other really interesting detail is I, I, I think a hundred percent of people. So we offered 
to give people a an avocado pool toy. Like whoever yes. won the six millionth download was going to get an avocado The least wanted chaser merch uh, yes. in terms of sales, but yes. giving it away for free, I would have thought we'd have huge interest. Charge. So what has been remarkable is the number of people who have emailed going, "Look, I don't really want an avocado pool toy, but can I have?" <laughs> Something else from the Chaser Shop instead? If only you'd done a tiny yeah. bit of market research, Charles. I think next time you yeah. you um, ponder launching a product, maybe just ask on the podcast, well, is this concept a terrible one? Well, I just think you, you misunderstand the whole point of this promotion. The point of this promotion wasn't to celebrate 6 million downloads. It was to get rid of another avocado pool toy. And the fact that you none of you wanted, that is a low blow. We can't even give them away. I mean, as someone who hypothetically, as a part owner of this business, could have taken taken one for free. <laughs> I haven't as no. yet. I have a pool. I mean, we, I've got a pool in my uh, communal building. Just mm. haven't really seen that my life would be better with an inflatable avocado. Let's just say we haven't. You know how usually you have a problem when you've got products sitting on a shelf in a warehouse? Yeah. It's called shrinkage where employees steal your merchandise. We have not <laughs> yes, suffered right. that problem. The, the, Do you want to come up with some sort of discount code? Yes. Um, just in the hope that someone somewhere wants one. Yes. Just can, do you want to just come up with a code um, like pathetic or desperate or something that <laughs> yeah. people can type it in to get a big discount yeah. at chasershop.com? If anyone wants the avocado, I mean, if you don't, I, we understand. I feel the same way about it. It's got to be something that denotes totally poor value and um, like a complete. What about market failure? Market failure. Yeah. Let's blame the market on this one. Yeah. Okay. So market failure is the code to get a discount on the inflatable avocado. Okay. Charles has shelves full of these things. It's costing him money to store them Now at this stage. I know that that's the top story of the last 48 hours. Yeah, that's the main story. But Russia's had a few things going on as well. There's been a minor uh, hiccup there. Uh, And I just want to talk about Wagner, the history of Wagner for a second. So the guy, Yevgeny Prigozhin launched this coup against Putin over the weekend. He Well, he, it wasn't actually against Putin. It was against the uh, military forces. It was against the commanders. Yeah, he was kind of clear on that, wasn't he? He said it was yeah. the Russian Ministry of Defence he didn't want rather yes. than the commander-in-chief thereof, Vladimir Putin. Yeah, and that's because he accused uh, them, especially the guy who was running the Southern Military Command, who we'll get to in a sec, he accused that guy of actually bombing the Wagner forces in their positions in the Ukraine. Like, essentially, he was accusing them of turning against him, right? And so there was no other choice that he had than to sort of storm into the office and go, hey, what are you doing? You're bombing my um," sort of thing. But I I want to talk about Wagner first, which is, so it was founded in 2008 by a guy called Dmitry Utkin, right? And the reason it was called Wagner, do you know this, Dom? Do you know? know No, I don't. I'm assuming it's got something to do with the, the, um, the composer yes. uh, who got it adopted by the fascists. They thought that would be a really great uh, source of sort of imagery for uh, for a military group. Yes, Is that that's right? right. So Atkins' call sign was Wagner, right? And and the reason his call sign was Wagner was because um, Wagner was Hitler's favourite composer, and sure. and uh, so he went, well, I like Wagner, and and the Wagner group, the the troops there, they call themselves the musicians, right? That they, they are the, the oh, people. Chilling. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're so can we just remember, Charles, that part of the justification for the invasion in the first place was to denazify Ukraine. Yes. Putin claimed that the Ukrainian government, despite being headed by Vladimir Zelensky, who is Jewish, was full of Nazis. Yes. So to, to sort out that problem, he sent in a bunch of people called Wagner mm. who idolised 
Wagner. Okay, well, that's the, not weird at all. The thing is, some sort of pro-Russian people have said, no, 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 that's ridiculous. They're just Wagner because Richard Wagner was a great composer, nothing to do with Nazis. <laughs> and the, and, the, Nazis. And the suggestion right. that Utkin was ever a Nazi is that that's up for debate, basically. Sure. The one thing that might be a bit of a giveaway is that uh, Utkin apparently does have four Nazi tattoos. <laughs> oh, look, Charles, <laughs> I've always said it's five. If, yeah. you, if you got fewer right. than five, okay. um, you're not a real Nazi. Yeah. Right, okay. That's the rule. So anyway, so they're, they're the people who, who rose up and they were mercenary forces. And essentially what happened was this uh, Prigozhin guy who was Putin's chef, you know, back in the 1990s. That's the weirdest part of this, isn't it? Mm. He used to, it's basically like Gordon Ramsay becoming a man with his own private army. Well, you wouldn't want to give Gordon Ramsay his own private army. Have you seen his his behaviour exactly. in the kitchen? Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he'd turn on you. Yes, he would. He would ultimately turn on you and call you a fucking fucker. The thing that is sort of a little bit underreported about this whole thing is everyone's going, "Why did he do it? Why did Prigozhin turn against the military forces at this?" He'd just taken out, like, so in terms of Ukraine, Ukraine was going really badly and the Wagner forces were brought in because the conventional Russian military wasn't doing very well. Wagner uh, had already done lots of clean-up jobs for Putin over the years militarily. Uh, They'd essentially taken over most of the Russian operations in Africa. They'd also done a few sort of... In places like Mali, yeah. Yeah, but also, you know, places... um, Around Eastern Europe, they'd sort of done a few sort of dodgy dodge things. And war crimes, I think, is yeah. what you're referring and to. And so back in 2014, <laughs> when they invade, when Russia first invaded Crimea, um, they needed a way to hold that space with a bit of plausible deniability that Russia was in fact doing it. And so what mm. it was a really convenient thing. It was like outsourcing. It was like, well, we're not, we're not actually invading your country. It's just that these completely unconnected private company who happens Mm. to have a lot of guns just happens to be roaming around there enforcing... Russian. Just looking for a place to yeah. stage the ring cycle. Yes. Just coming in town by town, and, you know, master singers of Nuremberg. Yes. Uh, it's staging operas it's, for, it, the, for, for the populace. It's just, that's what they were doing. Basically a travelling troupe of musicians. Yes. yes. The travelling Wilburys. Yeah, that's well, right. The travelling, yeah. travelling Kilburys. Yeah. More like it's it, sort yeah. of in the same way Taylor Swift comes yes. into Australia, charges a fucking fortune, and you're all yeah. required to go and see her. Well, And she has tanks. and, and But and she's guns. got tanks as well, yes. Mm. So 2014 is when they started getting involved in that whole melee, right? Yeah. That then meant that the Wagner forces and the Russian military command were never really – they didn't really like each other, right? Like they, they, no. They, they, it was sort of a bit like office politics, which is – so they brought in this external consultant who then sticks around for years and years and years oh, and has the sort of – They're the PWC. Yes. They're the PWC of the Russian military. Yes, that's right. And, and, they, and they get all the, the boss – character, Putin, gives them all the good staplers and offers stationery and, oh, yes, whenever there's poster notes to go around, they get all the yellow ones. And Yeah, isn't it also true that um, a lot of the, the Wagner mercenaries 
are taken directly from prisons in Russia. Well, so basically yes. the deal is you can stay in this miserable soul-destroying prison or you can go out and, and kill. And presumably mm. if you've got convicted murderers, they've got some skills in that area already. And it's just a much better deal going and raping and pillaging and looting in mm. places like Ukraine rather than having to stay in a Russian prison. I mean, I think I would even take that up. As well, this is, this is one of the funny things, right, which is not very funny, which is that Prigozhin himself uh, spent 10 years in jail uh, in the early 1990s and apparently quite enjoyed the, the experience, as, as as you do. And so he personally goes around and recruits the prisoners, right? Like, and he doesn't recruit all of them. Like, I thought uh, he'd sort of offered a sort of generalised amnesty, which is mm. if you do six months at the front, you get off your crime. But actually, apparently, it's a little bit more, there's a bit of more of a threshold to pass, which is Prigozhin's got to look you in the eye and go, will this guy kill for me? Yes, he will. Wow. Okay, well, also, you've got the don't offer. Don't forget in Russia, Charles, you've got a lot of, you know, namby-pamby human rights sympathisers and journalists and people who like democracy. They're all in jail too. You don't want them. They're no, not going to kill no. them. From yes, you, you wouldn't want them. Liberal intellectuals yes. are not going to become oh. killing machines when you send them to Ukraine. They're not going to yes. enjoy yes. the murdering bit. They just complain about carbon you know, emissions from the tanks or something. It would oh, just it's be a war bored. crime. We can't possibly. Oh, yeah. the Geneva Convention, uh, Yevgeny, we couldn't do yes. it. Uh, what no, bores. No, exactly. So, um, so there's now, the funny detail is there's now 40,000 uh, ex-prisoners who have been released onto the streets of Russia under these this new amnesty plan because they've done enough time at the front, uh, one of whom, as he was heading home after the Battle of Bakhmud on about Thursday of last week, um, he he had been in jail for murder. He'd been pardoned. Mm. He was coming back from the front and so he was facing a life of no more murdering, basically. Um, and so what he did is on the train coming home, he went on a rampage and stabbed 25 people, killing Jeez. three of them. The, the the images are, this is just about a 24 hours before the coup happened. I haven't seen this. Wow. And and it was, unbe- and it was unbelievable. Like the amount of blood that you that comes from stabbing 25 people is just remarkable. It's like the sheets on the beds, because they're all in these oh, sort of bunk bed things, which is red. It was just unbelievable. So it's, so it's worth noting that some of the people who are in Russian prisons actually need to stay there. Yes. Like and it's actually, yes. as much as you joke about the human rights uh, sympathisers, and there are plenty of those, I'm sure, in labour camps and stuff, mm. yeah, keep the murderers in prison is generally a pretty good rule for a civilised society. Well, the, the yeah, I think one of the things that Putin has been contending with is that by prioritising the Wagner forces, you are actually unleashing a whole lot of really quite dangerous people onto the streets and, and there, there is a growing problem in that thing. Anyway, get to Friday. Why did Prigozhin move against the Russian military forces then, right? Why was it then if, and not a week later or a week later? So there's two things. There's two theories. First one, Wagner forces had just very successfully taken the town of Bakhmut. It was the big yeah. offensive that Russia had to do. They took eight months to do it, but they finally did it. And it was the Wagner forces who did that, right? And so they were very victorious, but they then very quickly handed it all over to the Russian military command because Prigozhin didn't want to be stuck then having to defend this city that they just oh, caught. Oh, such right? a bore. Such a bore having yes. to administer a country rather than just storm it and break it. Yeah. Having done that, the southern military commander went, okay, that means we don't really need Wagner anymore because they've done the hard task and we're now in charge. So, oh. and he convinced Putin, he convinced Putin to come up with a 
decree that meant that all private military contractors had to fold themselves in and contract themselves to the Russian military and be under Russian military command from July the 1st, i.e. in a week's time, right? I so see. suddenly suddenly the head of Wagner, Prigozhin, was going to be under the command of Colonel General Sergei Kuzovlev, who he hated, who since... May, he's been going on social media saying these guys are absolute fucking morons. We took Bakhmud. He can't even, you know, command a stapler, right? So he he absolutely hates these guys and suddenly Putin had said, oh, no, no, you Wagner's going to be dissolved and instead you're going to come yep. in under the command of this guy. So, you know, like if you... What I, I suppose what I'm saying is you can read this as, oh, this was a move against Putin, oh, this was some sort of big strategic coup, or you could say that this was basic office politics 101. Yes, that, that makes sen- plenty of sense. It's just like, you know, if PwC had been told you've got to all be hired by the public service, yes. they wouldn't, no one wants to become a no, public servant, no. Charles. You shouldn't make someone become a public servant, but particularly as, by all reports, the Russian military are absolutely hopeless. They're untrained yes. Yes. old guys who've yes. been called out of retirement um, involuntarily and don't want to be there, mm. whereas your, your mercenaries would be loving every single day they're not in a Russian prison. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it, imagine if you're a, a high-flyer PwC tax partner yes. and the, the, a government decree came down that you had to go and, you know, become a public service fat cat. You wouldn't like that. Mm. You'd march on Canberra. And the whole thing is that everyone's going, oh, he must be a strategic genius because he he, he went into Rostov, like this is Prigozhin, went into Rostov mm. and basically took the entire military headquarters Really easily, right? Like, and, and, and they gave all the mercenaries food. Did you see mm. this? All the all the locals were like, "Oh my god, competent people! Here, mm. have a, have a sandwich." Yeah, but you you got to realize they did it on a Friday afternoon. Everyone was out of the office down at the pub. Like, literally, oh, they were all having vodka. It was all oh. vo- they were all vodka. Classic up. Russian vulnerability. They put put on their out of office, you know, for the weekend yes. on their email. So they probably already knew. They probably emailed ahead, going, "Oh, by the way, we're going to pop in and have a little conversation," which is mm. what Prigozhin. Now, I'm murdering a beer, not a civilian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. right. And and so, in, at one level, you can say, "Oh, this." This Wagner guy, he's amazing. Like he just took two cities. He took the entire – there's only five military districts in Russia. He took – Yes, and he knocked one of them out. And made it apparently halfway to Moscow. Yeah, he he took out what is considered, widely considered, the most competent of the five military districts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news – all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. The other criticism is why, if he was going to head to Moscow, why did he start 1,200 fucking kilometres south of Moscow? Why would you take out Rostov? Why wouldn't you go a little bit further north and then launch your invasion from there? This is my second theory, right, which is that I think, and this is just a theory, 
I think that they thought that Putin and Medvedev, who's like the second in charge in Russia, would both be in St. Petersburg, much closer uh, on that weekend because in St. Petersburg on that weekend is the ceremony of the Red Sails, right, which is this huge Russian ceremony, a a fucking amazing. You know how Sydney, you know, Sydney Harbour does, you know, New Year's Eve and they have a few fireworks and they Mm. look amazing, right? Think of that but done by a nuclear superpower, Right, like the, are you the, saying the red are the sails red because they released a murderer and the sails used to be white? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So no, many people have turned red. Yeah. No, no, it sounds it's, like that's why Russia works these. Days. You should look up the ceremony of the red sails. It's amazing. Right. These yachts, these old style, like Captain Cook style boats. Oh wow! With sails, elaborate sails, go out in the harbour there in St Petersburg, and and they've got fully red sails. They look incredible and then all these mm. fireworks come up. And so Putin goes down there every year. He's an old St Petersburg guy. The, like the whole gang who took over Russia uh, back in 2000 yeah, yeah, to- from St Petersburg. So mm, he, so Prigozhin probably thought, well, they'll definitely be at the ceremony of the red sails. We'll just be able to nab them there, capture them. We can take Russia, one fell swoop, boom. And instead... Well, I mean, that's one. That's an interesting theory, Charles, but let me pose an alternative. Yeah. Um, if you have a tech support contract yes. with somebody and yes. it's about to expire, let's say on the 1st of July, oh, yes. um, isn't it isn't it an amazing thing to just come in, do a whole bunch of tech support, mm. and then say, look, you can take this over if you want to? Wasn't this a display of, of how good their troops were and basically saying don't disband us we're the only effective power in the region so they get half the way to it's basically it's a sales pitch you get halfway half the way to moscow yes you're you know the russian army's useless they couldn't stop us we knocked them over in no time yes are you sure you want to cancel the contract Mm. yes yes but that but then putin did cancel the contract has he has he cancelled it though fully like what's the latest because well, Prigozhin's he, gone off to Belarus, which but, is a puppet state. Yeah, so but, he's not really going. I mean, uh, is is Wagner just going to sneak their way back in in the next few weeks? Well, or I, are they it, done? I, I'm pretty sure they're done, Dom. Like you can't move against Putin and then have Putin call you a traitor live on TV and and pull that back. That's not. That, that's like. That's imagine. It's like I don't know. I'm trying to think of the analogy here. Like like that would be. Like calling an Albo a cunt and then trying to steal, like Jim Chalmers calling Albo a cunt and then trying to stay being treasurer. It's just not going to happen. Well, you know except what I mean? that like, I'm looking up the latest news and the Wagner forces have headed back to Ukraine. So the Wagner forces are back to Ukraine, but from July the 1st, they'll be under the command of the Russian military you know, incompetent people. Meanwhile, Pogosian has headed to Belarus. Wouldn't be, um, <clears throat> wouldn't be particularly feeling that safe if I was Pogosian. Mm. The so funny he, thing he might about want that, to stay away from windows. The, you yeah, know how windows can be very dangerous for um, yeah. enemies of Putin. So okay, so but, I'm looking at this. Yes, yeah, so, so they're all they are. You're right. They're all joining the, the military. But there are two. There are two pieces of information coming out about Pogosian. The first one, right. the New Yorker reported that. Um, he had taken 10,000 of his troops with him to Belarus. 
Oh, okay. So he maybe he'll <laughs> run Belarus within Which another week. A little bit, you know, a little bit paranoid that maybe something would happen to you if you had to take ten thousand of your closest mates with you, murderers. <laughs> well, it is um, the one place you wouldn't want. Like, it's the one place you'd know you're definitely not safe from Putin, right? Like, as a third yeah. party country. Yeah, but then it's, it's no, no. But Pogosian and the uh, what's his name, um, Lukashenko, they're mates. So actually, yeah. you, you, oh, thank God they're all mates. Yeah. So I think. I, I, I don't think um, he'll necessarily be murdered immediately. I mean, Putin yeah. has a history of allowing things to quieten down and then murdering people. Like, I just it, think his next birthday cake will have polonium in it. That's yeah, all. That, yeah, exactly. But uh, then the other news that I heard this morning, so I haven't had a chance to verify it at all, but is that uh, nobody seemed to actually know where Pogosian has gone. The, like, oh, so he may already he, be dead. He agreed to go to Belarus, but oh, um, okay. whether he's actually turned up there, I think is still – just watch this space. So you think it was genuinely an attempt at a coup? Because I, I really wasn't sure. I, I thought it was sort of a little bit of – No, no. I think, I think it was office politics. He wanted the guy who was sort of acting like his boss, but actually um, the bigger boss – you know, he knew that he was in the favour of the bigger boss. He wanted to bring it on with him. And then and then I think was surprised by the fact that he was able to take Rostov so easily and then realised, oh, there's actually mm. no troops in Russia. They're all in Ukraine. Like, this is the funny thing. Like, you go, oh, what a remarkable achievement. He got within 200 kilometres of Moscow. Well, the answer to that is uh, there's no troops in Russia. They're all the Russian troops are in the Ukraine. So Moscow is essentially undefended. Like if you saw what was happening, so so Putin ordered blockades to be set up around Moscow. Like it was a genuine sort of security situation. But the blockades were being set up by the police. They were not being set up by oh, um, by the well, military. Presumably a lot of Russia's best troops are dead, right? Like they've lost a lot of yeah. a lot of troops in Ukraine. Yes. So okay, so Prigozhin's so, might be there. The other thing I'm so, looking at so, here, so, Charles, is so I suppose what I'm saying is yes, he launched a like he attempted to sort of launch a march for justice sort of threaten Putin. But that was simply because he thought he was going to get Putin over in St Petersburg. He, oh, okay. he failed and he was improvising. That was like plan B. He didn't intend to march on Moscow. But it was like I have to do something so that I've got a chip to trade so that I can get out the fuck out of here without being killed. I mean this reminds me, Charles, of um, the battle that's been going on between Apple and the and its its workers. This is basically union rights. Yes, yes. You know, the... The, the 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 employer Russian military is trying to sort of vertically in, integrate everybody in, and not have any independent rights. He's basically a fighter for labour freedom. Oh yeah, he's, he, he's the first, he's, the friend of the worker, friend of the worker. That's the right. worker the worker's locked up for murder. Yeah, well, the, yeah. when your work is murdering, um, he mm. he's. He's on your side. He's, your he's union. the union boss yeah. of the murderers. The other thing that people are noting, um, bearing in mind that we don't know if he's still alive, is that because if you look at Belarus on the map, because it's to the north of Ukraine, mm. there's a suggestion that there might be another offensive involving him from the north. So thereby, yeah, the, who knows what who knows what will happen. But well, I guess I we'll find out if he's an enemy of the state or not. I even saw a suggestion that maybe the trade was actually, well, why don't you go to Belarus and then just murder Lukashenko and take over as president of Belarus. Like oh, gave that's him. a good deal. If, if you want to have run a country, run that country, not this one. Yeah. That's not yeah. a bad – and then Ukraine's uh, got enemies on both sides. But I don't think Putin rewards traders like that. I don't think 
And also, why would you launch? It, like, it took eight months to take the regional town of Buckmood, which in you know like, is a significant town, but it's like taking I don't know Goulburn or Geelong or something in Australia. Like, like Geelong, not- let's say Geelong, because if you try to take Geelong, you get some. You'd get some resistance. Yeah, they're tough down there. Yeah, but but I'm just saying it's not like you know. No, it was. It's not like it's taking. Not, it's Keith. not even like taking taking Wollongong. So you, if you're saying, oh well, why doesn't he launch an attack on Kiev from the north? Well, the answer mm. is so you want him to completely redo all his supply lines. Like, like it's just it just another, doesn't make any it's just sense. Another conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is with it, Charles. Um, this has yet again uh, shown how shithouse Russia's army is. This is the thing. We all for so many years were in terror of, of the mm. great Russian army with its yes. ruthless, relentless sort of march. Yes. It, that's not it at all. It, even if it had any capabilities, it, they've left a lot of them um, disabled or dead in Ukraine. I mean, this is a shadow. Putin looks even weaker now, doesn't he, than he did at the start of this particular misadventure. Oh, yeah. No, the, the, there's two losers out of this. First one is Putin. Second one is China. So, China? Yeah. How does China? I thought you were going to say Prigozhin, who's not looking so good. Um, yeah. no, how no, does China lose? Well, you know, China backed in Putin. Like China, I mean, they've been sort of a little bit sort of discreet about it. But essentially mm. Xi Jinping has spent the last few years essentially endorsing Putin's sort of thing and, and making an ally out of Putin and getting advantage out true. of that. And what a bad bet. What a bad bet. I mean, unless, unless Russia now becomes a, a client state of China. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It's, yeah. it's certainly been fun following this on Twitter. Yes. Um, because any sense that it's a reliable news source now has been completely destroyed. Oh, no, yeah. Well, every single person who might know what they're talking about just gets immediately swamped well, by an army of blue tick idiots. I don't know what you did over the weekend, but I spent most of my time setting up accounts that sounded plausibly Russian sounding, buying a blue <laughs> tick and then getting the, to the top of everyone's feed. Amazing. Yeah, it's great fun. Yeah, it's free speech yeah. in action. Yeah, exactly. Such a great way to know what's going on. Well, thank you for explaining all that, Charles. I, I now feel... Um, that that I know more, or that I'm completely wrong. I don't know which it is. I suppose time will tell. Although Why not I, I will both? say, if you haven't listened to the submarine episode, as, as macabre and sad as the whole thing is, yes. you weren't wrong. You yeah. weren't wrong. I'm going to say it's not often that I say this of you, Charles, but on oh. this occasion, uh, tragic, awful occasion um, of, of hubris being visited with the terrible result, mm. you weren't wrong. So I'll give you a credit. Our curious from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Network and uh, we'll keep you posted. Apparently, Charles Firth, the most reliable commentator on geopolitics. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. You can find and, him here every day. And you can check me out at, at Igor uh, <laughs> on <laughs> yeah, Twitter. So look yeah. for the blue tick that guarantees reliability. <laughs> See ya. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.